0: The ale is ready, the rum is the star, have a seat, you've arrived at the tiki bar. Tonight's special is a rare treat indeed, so take up a drink from our humble mead. Respect and common courtesy. In a society like ours, it goes without saying that we generally accommodate for one another. As individuals with specific wants and needs, we are both capable of doing much on our own, yet we are not capable of everything is needed. We are not one person nations, no matter how we might seem to think we are. More notably, our endeavors have forced us to interact with one another. Cooperation is a must as a social species, especially so as we are quite a complicated group, in particular, in comparison to that of our contemporary animals. In the wake of demand for respect for one another, it leads me to ask, what is respect and what is common courtesy? Are they one and the same? If not, what differs the two? And most importantly, what impact do they bring to a society like ours? To my understanding... Common courtesy is the social contract of politeness and consideration. The ever enduring golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Simple enough, right? Its applications have immediate effects. It helps improve relations between individuals, in particular amongst those who share common goals, ideas, and understandings. It's ultimately a selfish idea, as weird as it sounds, since we are, you know, being very kind to one another, but since we are ultimately using this skill for our own benefit, at least that's how I see it, it would be, I would see it as selfish. But is it really selfish? If all members of the party are using this social contract anyway, does it no longer become selfish if it becomes the consensus of interaction? I am not quite sure myself, to be honest. I think it's mostly a selfish endeavor, having little to do with genuine consideration for others. But perhaps there are examples I'm not currently seeing. I don't know. With respect, though, I feel does have a completely different definition. While common courtesy is politeness on a less personal level, respect is an adoration and appreciation for a person or an idea, and it does have a personal level to it. If there's anything I've learned in the past few years, it's that these two ideologies don't always mesh together, nor do they mean the same thing. Give myself and my co-host as an example here. While common courtesy is being used currently as a professional frame to get a message across, we are seldom polite to each other on a regular basis. In fact, we're usually pretty coarse, making jokes at each other's expense, While calling out each other's faults and essentially being rude folk. And yet, we do share profound respect for one another. We've gotten to know each other over the better half of a decade. And through that time, we've formed a level of admiration and appreciation for one another through our camaraderie and our discussions, such as this one. Our brash
1: mannerisms
0: are rarely, if ever, a problem between us. It's shown me that respect can be had, not the general politeness that might require, but my experiences with, shall I say, my bosses at work, for instance, would be an example where the inverse is evident. I have to be polite at work especially to my superiors doesn't mean I have any respect for them, especially when they show just sheer incompetence throughout the workday. If anything, I've learned it's respect is earned. Common courtesy is given. And in my opinion, it's the biggest distinction between the two. You know, tell me though, am I being too specific? Is common respect in common, is common courtesy and respect more linked and similar than what I've perceived? Or is it more distinctive than what we've experienced? Should either expand on their premise, because I remember Drew showing me a video of an awful, vicious crime that occurred not too long ago, where a helpless elderly woman was beaten to near death by these two assholes two other asshole security guards stood there and watched he showed to that to me as an example of a lack of common courtesy yet i felt that that was more towards duty and not necessarily common courtesy and respect is duty part of common courtesy and respect what self-obligation do we have defined by duty to common courtesy and respect. Would helping that poor lady be an example of duty to common courtesy or respect? If I'm going to be honest, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss here. What do you think, good sir?
1: In the case of that particular situation, it's always, it depends on perception. With regards to the two security guards, this is a ongoing problem that's been happening since the nineties. And it's something I've talked to other people about who've had experience with, within that parameter. Um, I used to, I used to talk to a manager I worked with who, uh, had experience as a loss prevention officer for a retail company and, this was back in the bad old days during the 80s and early 90s, where actions had consequences. If you stole something, uh, you got your head kicked in for it because you can't do that. We we've set high they, they, they've set high consequences for taking something that you didn't pay for. Shoplifting is not something that people look upon with positivity in any particular social circle, and what has occurred over time is through li- through through litigious action and underhanded tactics by the legal by the legal commu- communities people have managed to lawyer up and turn situations where they were clearly in the wrong into situations where they end up gaining windfall from it because the quote unquote physical action taken against them was extreme and and in proportion disproportionate to the crime that they had committed the issue i find is that what has happened across that is it created a ripple effect across into these different companies where the insurance that they're paying now to ensure that the people who are walking around their stores etc who are just regular shoppers obviously those people should be protected while they're you know window shopping and looking for products to purchase has bled out and extended to people who may m- want to do malicious things to their company taking things etc what this has created is a situation where people who work in these companies are not looked upon favorably by their higher ups anymore for doing what could be described as basic common decency or mm-hmm. duty to their duty to their store to make sure that they don't lose money in the hands of people who don't care whether their company survives their, you know, their grand theft, whatever that end up being. So if you, if you as a regular random hourly associate or even a manager at that point steps in the way of somebody who's trying to run out the front of the store with, you know, a a piece of 200 to $500 electronics, and you happen to clothesline this individual or physically stop him from taking the product or them, I'm not going to gender at this point, you are at fault and the company will make sure that you are, you suffer for, for your, your transgressions. This is extended out to common courtesy as it comes to people on the street with regards to the security guards. They're not willing to risk their job to save, uh, to save somebody because they know that if they go out of their way to do so, they will suffer the consequences for, for trying to be heroic. We're now, in a, we're now in a post-heroism society where nobody is valued for going out of their way to do good things for people. The, the concept of the Good Samaritan is completely anathema to this, to, to this devoid and disgusting society we live in.
0: Are you saying that this is, the re- this is the result of criminalizing the Good Samaritan?
1: Well, not just criminalizing the Good Samaritan, but criminalizing companies who go out of their way to make sure that the things that, they, they're, things that are their property are protected. This is, if, you look at the, if you look at the laws in place like in California right now, it isn't even a crime anymore that's going to be prosecuted if you just walk out of a store with product under a certain amount of money. That's insanity.
0: Oh, I remember. There was a particular bit. I believe it was at a Walgreens where this lady was just stealing random makeup products. And they were just telling them to stop. But apparently those associates got fired or arrested. I was like, wait, what? How does that even work? I don't know
1: the full extent of it, but that wouldn't be too shocking if that was the situation. But yeah. Like respect for yourself is where I think that that would fall in where if you have the empathy to see somebody doing – if you have the empathy or the uh, the loyalty to your company that you see somebody doing something negative against your company that you would deem as illegal in in polite society and you go out of your way to intervene and stop them with minimal damage to things around them, etc., I don't see how this ends up being turned on you in this case, but because of the collateral damage quote unquote and all other things that may occur, there is this, you know, there's this risk, there's this risk management scenario that has come out in society as much as it is in, in, uh, retail that it's not worth the effort to go out of your way. I've heard, I've heard stories of like people who are celebrities who were just walking down the street and they saw a domestic dispute was occurring and they went to stop it. And the people who were fighting, they immediately turned on the individual who was trying to break it up and beat the living hell out of them. Like it, this world that we live in has gone to the point where it doesn't pay to be good anymore.
0: Wow, that is—I had not heard about that. That is—that's clearly messed up on all different levels here. I was trying to find the actual
1: story when when you had told us when you had told me what you wanted to talk about this week, and I looked everywhere for it and I could not find it. I'm going to go and look again, and see if I can find it. It's—it's it's insane. I believe it was a musician who had who was who was. Uh, just walking down the street and had seen something was occurring, and the fact that they turned on him when he was trying to fix the problem just blows my damn mind.
0: Jesus Christ, that's just insane.
1: We've we've gotten so- to the point now because of insurance pricing and the way things are for companies, it is financially inviable for anybody to be a hero anymore. And it's frowned upon, and selfishness ends up taking center stage because to be selfless is to potentially get 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 perp locked for doing something that what you would perceive as right. People who do things that are that they that they would justify as correct no longer extend out that far anymore. That's why you don't hear about. That's why in a lot of cases, when you hear about people doing good things for people, they don't even want to tell anybody that they're doing it. They would rather remain anonymous because what's the point? You're not going yes. to not gonna get the key to the city from the mayor. You're not going to get some sort of accolades. They're gonna look at, people are going to look at you askance because you, you might have hurt somebody on accident while you were trying to save another, another group of people.
0: Well, to be fair, I mean, it's not something that you should be looking for, but you certainly don't deserve to be the ire and hatred amongst the general public for essentially doing what was right. That I feel is completely ludicrous.
1: I don't know if if I had to go and look at the way the the things are. It's a paradigm shift that has been occurring for a lot longer than, you know, the 90s and the 80s. I mean, if you look back at the uh, even as far back as the Vietnam War, none of the people who came back from that were allowed as heroes. They came back to their fucking to to their society spitting on them because of what they did.
0: Well, at least what they were told that, that what they did. Because even if you look at the old Vietnam footage that they had back in the day, it still didn't really amount up to much. But what was being told what they did at the time was you know enough to influence the negative perception of the Vietnam War.
1: It didn't, it didn't help them in that case. So the concept of like the hero soldier and like the good Samaritan, these are things that have been dying for a while. And this kind of bleeds back to the con- concept of heroes that we talked about in the second podcast that we did. It really is one of those things that it's like, it's a, it feels more and more and like a myth, the more you think about it because, or a, or a narrative construct because an actual hero, somebody who goes out of their way, the concept of the Sully, Sullenberger, you know, saving people and, doing all sorts of stuff and, you know, getting all those people back home safely. Like, that's a rare bird scenario. And that was only because he was made to look like a good person by the media. So
0: That's unfortunate. It is what it is. It is what it is, but still, it's, that's incredibly messed up. it it just opens up the perspective of just how crazy things have gotten over the past few decades. But then going back to one of my questions, do you think that the definitions of the two are separate or are they stuck or, or my, or is my understanding a bit skewed?
1: Sorry, I had to kick the cat out. What were you saying?
0: I asked, uh, is, you know going back to one of the questions is my understanding of the two definite uh, of, of the two terms uh, just about right or are my is my understanding of it a bit skewed in what way is it off are the definitions of common courtesy and respect more uh, similar to one another than uh, than i give it credit for <laughs> I don't see it that way, I think they are a bit more distinct.
1: they're distinct, but they, that doesn't stop them from having some kind of overlap in how how in execution or for reasoning and I think at the end of the day that's one of the major things that people need to understand when you do have those particular overlaps everything everything with a purpose will have some specific overlap with another thing with a purpose, and I think that's where the things are. You're absolutely correct. They're distinct, but motivation or end result will be the things that end up creating those parallels.
0: Uh, I, I think... I, could you... Exp, could, is that possible that you can elaborate just a little bit?
1: Um, in what way are you referring... In what way would you like me to elaborate?
0: Just for purpose here. Uh, okay. So you mentioned how uh Damn. Uh, could you? Re- is it possible you can repeat that one more time? I just lost my train of thought on that. <laughs> it's okay. So, with regards to
1: common to common courtesy or courtesy in general and respect, there are parallels. If you look at the way things are done, even when even with even if you're doing something for someone who you respect, there's a little there is a a mode of common courtesy that you're doing depending on the. the the insignificance of the of the gesture common courtesy tends to be very little very little or minute things that you're doing for people hold the door open for someone um, let someone go in line in front of you when they have less than you do or, or or vice versa depending on your 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 thought process but most of the time if i have a full cart of stuff and I see someone holding just a handful of produce and a gallon of milk. I usually let them go in front of me because it's going to take twenty seconds less, twenty seconds or less, for them to get their stuff rolled through the, the line and get out of the way. It, it, True. Th- that's that, and that for me is the you know the the, the base level of courtesy. As you obviously the the, le- the level tends to get to the mid range is when you start to see the parallels between doing things out of respect for somebody. And doing things out of courtesy. And for me, those things tend to be much more significant, but obviously not groundbreaking. You're not doing something that's going to get you, you know, applause from a general public around you. It's going to be something like uh, someone's short by like a dollar while they're in line um, for the grocery store. And you pull out your wallet and put the money down for them so that they can keep going. That one, is, that one you're doing as a courtesy. But if you're doing it out of respect, it's in a situation where you have a friend who's, you know, they're they're short on money one week, and they they need to get their, and everybody's going out to get something to eat, and you, you know, you front them the money for the week. That's where the parallels start to
0: form. Okay, does that help? That actually, yeah, that makes a little more sense. Yeah, but basically from what I'm basically from what I'm seeing, it's that it's one has more of a personal connection and the other one is a more objective. uh, uh, Yeah. It's a less personal state. Yes. That ends up being the major difference.
1: And, but but what, what you end up doing, I think that's where the connections start to form. It's, it's the, it's the basic, gist of, of the action you are taking in regards to the particular nuances that we're talking about here the the parallels form based on based on the activities not so much the intent that was a relatively unique in regards to what you were talking about absolutely there is a difference between respect and courtesy but i don't know when it comes okay. to saving someone from getting savagely beaten on the side of the road i don't know what you would classify that as and that was something that you and i went back and forth on
0: before we decided recording this. Because I don't know. Well, days of- I, I would. I'd see it as a duty. But if we are to. Uh, expand on what either would be. What would it fall under? Because I see common courtesy. As more as a. Uh, an obligation. To be polite to others. in a, In some sense of form. Which I would feel. That's duty where it would be. Because duty is a self it's a self obligation due to your own principles and uh and morals so i would think it would fall more in line to that i wouldn't think that it would fall more towards respect because at at least when it comes to at least in my personal experience respect has never been obligatory on anything and i used us as an example because I've never felt that I need to be polite to you. I do so as, I do so as a as a means of respect or or in this particular case, you know, for the sake of the show and not necessarily run people run people off with, hey, this guy these guys are being very coarse and rude. No. But at least when we're just hanging out and just talking whatever but like i still have a great deal of respect for you but i mean i'll still make fun and poke fun and just be a general uh, be a general jerk half the freaking time and for that there's it a would- level of evolution
1: in the relationship yeah. that we have that's why that doesn't matter that, uh, that's why that doesn't matter now when you're talking mm-hmm. about respect with regards to the situation we were referring to earlier you're right but it's respect for your fellow man or fellow human as the case may be. That's why you would go and break that up and stop that person hurting that woman on the side of the road, because you respect her enough that she doesn't need to be thrashed in public by other people. That would be something that you would do. And yes, it would be considered duty, but if you look at it, there's a certain, there are a certain, um, what's the word I'm looking for? There, there's a certain baseline of, you know morals and scruples that we all have or are expected to have especially as adults in pu- especially in public there is a certain assumption that someone should be breaking this up and stopping this person from getting hurt but if you look at a lot of sociological studies that have been happening over over countless years and something i'd learn even in high school sociology is that Nobody feels in in a lot of cases, no one feels like getting put upon. And in a lot of cases, what ends up happening with those scenarios when they watch that kind of stuff play out is they're watching not only the scenario play out of this person getting injured or someone getting held up at gunpoint or assaulted. They're seeing all of the paperwork and all of the nonsense that they're going to have to do later on that's going to that's going to stifle their entire day and that's where the selfishness comes in that stops a lot of people from going out of their way to do good things like stopping someone from getting robbed hurt you know killed etc and it's the reason why a lot of those sociological studies just reveal that in most cases, those people just aren't willing to make the effort because they don't want to, they don't want to be bothered by it. And
0: I, I might be an idiot because I have never, ever come, never considered those factors. Not to say that I'm selfless, but not once have I ever considered if something terrible was going on in front of me. And I was like, yeah, I sure as hell ain't going to be a part, a part of that investigation. Well,
1: the, you, you and I are cut from different you and I are cut from different cloth than the people that we're talking about. With regards to those individuals, and especially with the security guards, I have a bit of empathy for them with with regards to their complete inactivity. They were aware it happened; they didn't do anything about it. Clearly, it wasn't their jurisdiction. They didn't feel like they should extend out because they might lose their jobs. At the same time, if empathy doesn't kick in. And you don't see yourself getting beaten like that, and so you wanting someone else to help you. I'm sorry if you if you can't be bothered to put yourself in that person's shoes and be able to come up with a a, a solution to the, to their problem a, outside of your own selfish need. Because again, it's everything's based on survival when it comes to a lot of this stuff, and it takes a great either a great a a great individual or a foolish individual to cast those things aside in favor of of Stretching their ne- their neck out to save someone else's, and I think that That's at true. the end of the day, when it comes to survival, that will always win out above those two uh, above those higher moral uh, echelons. It's unfortunate. I I find it absolutely dis- disheartening, but there isn't much in this world that doesn't dishearten me when it comes to, to how how low people can go in in when it comes to self preservation. And self motivation, and you know other selfish needs, as opposed to you know the greater good, because that's one of the major headaches for me is people kind of disregard the greater good in a lot of things, or they pay lip service to it.
0: Well, for all we know, though, they probably still bit the dust anyway. For me. because imagine that making the headlines, you would probably lose your job for doing nothing.
1: Well, if they, if if people saw you. We're sitting there watching everything occur, and you just left and did nothing, and that was the thing that got highlighted on the news or in the newspaper or whatever medium, and you started catching heat for it from not just from outside of your work because the general public is like he was there. They had the means to stop this from occurring. They did nothing. And you know you started getting flack for it. There isn't the there is the possibility that you could lose your job with regards to that, because the the, 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 people could call into your work and say he's a they're spineless. They're not going to do anything. How can you hire an individual who won't you know stop somebody from getting hurt? Like these are things that are
0: possible to happen.
1: I don't think it would because the litigation that could follow. But you never know.
0: Well, I mean if you look at the what's going I mean perhaps it's not the same one-to-one note but if you look at the let's say currently what's going on with the Derek Chauvin case I mean most of his most of his uh, uh, fellow officers that were there on the scene of the crime were terminated because of their involvement in the in involvement in the uh, murder of George Floyd and they didn't do much of anything especially with one particular officer that was caught on camera
1: the, the problem with the, the with situations like this is in especially in adult life consequences have become much more weighted than they would when you were younger and these sort of things occurred because in most cases and this is the talking from somebody who's you know, been in a small tight knit community at, at one point in my life. If things like that kind of, if those kind of things occur, in most cases, the, the neighborhood will, if it's well, if they know each other well enough, the neighborhood tends to deal with the problems at the, forthwith. And a lot of the smaller repercussions or the bad egg scenarios, they tend to be cast out or you know rectified in in, in relatively straight straightforward manner depending on the severity very rarely are you going to see somebody who is who knows everyone on the block and they know them are going to have the cops called on them if like they go and get a ball from someone's yard or you know they accidentally break a window they're going to probably pay for it in one way or another but consequences are generally meted out in that regard when it comes to the uh, when it comes to the greater outside world that that luxury is not extended out because you don't know any of these people beyond the fact that they're human and they occupy a space. So their personal motivations, what their, what their end goals are and how they respond to negative uh, stimuli is going to be a completely different scenario than it would be in a controlled environment like a neighborhood or something to that effect. So that I think extends out with a lot of people and how they interpret the courtesies and such and respect that they extend out to others. Obviously respect should be earned regardless, but when it comes to courtesy, it really is just a matter of how you are taught. But at the, at the baseline, just ensuring that you're not in the way of other people who are just trying to get on with their day, I think is probably the bare minimum. I know that was a little,
0: that's fair. That was
1: a, that was a little all over the place, but that's just the way I perceive it because it's just experience for me.
0: And that's fair enough. It, it, that's what this is about. This isn't necessarily an objective statement. I mean, we we have our personal biases that are put into the uh, into the topic at hand.
1: And it, it, I think one of the major headaches that's been that's been occurring since I want to say the mid nineties, is at least as far as I've known, is the paradigm shift to litigation of conflict and disputes over dealing with them person to person and metting them out that way. The over excessive need of the judicial system to do all of the heavy lifting for a lot of the a lot of our everyday I would just say everyday, but I'm sure, you know, you beyond that, bigger disputes is something that I think has become Almost a, almost, an, a pandemic level In how people deal I, with each other And rather than just being human And talking things through the the, the the people are compelled to Immediately call on their lawyer And have them deal with the problem
0: Well I think it's more on the grounds that They want their authority And their perspective to be The dominant absolute authority So when you come to a point where we are encouraging litigation left and right, like we've done so in the past 20 years, it's become compelling for people to just simply resort to that when using the law itself against uh, who would be the less likely to defend one, the, the, the defenseless essentially, it, it becomes this, this – self-indulging weapon where it's no longer, uh, it, it's now become the matter of discourse rather than, no, rather than the, uh, the final resort to everything. Or otherwise, we wouldn't have moments like that one particular fatal snow job shooting back in Pennsylvania a few months back. I mean, regardless of how long that conflict was going on in terms of history, Jesus Christ, the fact that it exploded to the way it was clearly showed that there was absolutely no there – was, there was no sense of common courtesy, respect whatsoever, and it was all about the brute, aggressive uh, force – it's it's become quite toxic in a way that our aggression has become far more uh, far more it supported than I I would say than than something as simple as you know uh. Civil discourse, civil uh, civil dispute, because you could even you could even argue that litigation is a form of aggression, legal aggression, if you will.
1: I could agree with that to a point, definitely.
0: But yeah, it's a, it's become quite a mess over the past few decades. The the chaos that we've seen all over the place. I don't, I don't even know how to, is this even a tangent at this point or is like, I, I feel like it's definitely part of the topic, but it's, it it feels like it's evolved into its own. Yeah. I feel like it's evolved into its own. (laughs)
1: and you wouldn't be wrong especially in, especially with regards to what you were talking about <clears throat> i think at the end of the day though there needs to be the the, the steps that we usually take with conflict resolution of any kind have definitely they, they things need to be scaled back to their original parameters in regards to that and and th- there needs to definitely be steps taken before you know blow you know things come to blows or things come to you know paperwork as it were and yeah. I, and, and there's definitely I steps being skipped here in regards to this where a lot of people just feel they need to do they need to go and do these things go and take these extra the,
0: these extraordinary steps and I think that's the major headache. I think it also just stems from results of this underlying egotism that people have for themselves. Like I said, they, they use these as essentially blunt weapons against those that they feel that somehow shouldn't be uh, denying them of their quote-unquote authority. And I think that's how common courtesy and respect for one another has degenerated over the past couple decades. Agreed.
1: And I think that that's one of the major headaches that I I, I see with regards to that is that there is an assumption that everyone has a level of authority that they think that they have. When in, in all honesty, it's much, they they have much less than they think they. And it's a self-perception it's issue for a lot of, for a lot of people. And I, that's, uh, that's, oh, oh, that's neither here nor there. But with regards to this, what we're talking about, it's much more irritating from an, an observing standpoint because they overstep those bound those boundaries of authority with regards to their own uh, agency much more often than they need to. And honestly, that society allows them to.
0: Ironically, I think it's a sense of individual, the over sense of individualism that has these folks riled up and left, you know, too arrogant for their own good. Not to say that there isn't any, that there's something inherently wrong with individualism, but it's more on the, I think these folks in particular have embraced that level of individualism to an unhealthy degree, just like any other uh, mistreated uh, ideology.
1: That's fair. That's a fair assessment.
0: I mean, if there's anything that common courtesy and respect teaches us to do, it is to cooperate and have that sense of empathy for one another. But when we are too old, when, when we are too egotistical, too arrogant, and uh, essentially we're too full of shit—pardon my language—we end up creating a we end up creating a sever bet- amongst ourselves. And the whole point isn't necessarily. No, it is to have that balance between that sense of individualism and the sense of no, and this, and the sense of collectivism because we aren't we are both we are both individuals and as a gr- and a group at the same time it's it's the one paradox that we have to learn to balance
1: and that's one of the major headaches that most people see when they look at that kind of stuff with a critical eye and good on you for seeing it, people don't function within that balance. And that usually ends up being a, a drawback from either personal experiences that they've had. A lot of people build up calluses over time. And if they believe that, that, that they have gotten to a point where they need to be much more inward focusing, they tend to stop focusing on the outside world. Now most of those people tend to go into seclusion or they tend to dis- detach themselves from society overall so there's no harm or foul when it comes when they make those those uh judgment decisions but with regards to people who still you know dip their toe in as it were into society but still have that inward focus there there ends up being a a, a <laughs> a certain amount of friction that they build up over time.
0: Yeah, of course. I agree. And
1: one of the major headaches that I know I'm saying that a lot today, but that is it's these kind of things are a headache. It's an overall headache, especially to think about the kind of things that you personally would look at a lot of these situations and go, I don't think I wouldn't even, I would have even thought about it. I think I would have just acted. And when you look at other people who would see that viewpoint, they'd be like, well, he's being reckless. You know, what if he got hurt? What if he hurt other people in the process? What if that person had a gun and they just started shooting wildly? And, you know, you you save one person, end up hurting two or three other people. I'm like, you don't think in those terms. Nobody's going to be an army ranger when they when they're going and doing something selfless they've thrown out they've thrown out their own safety with regards to what they're doing so they're assuming they're going to take the brunt of whatever physical or you know verbal you know backlash from the target of that person's ire onto them so they don't really care what happens to oh, cool. themselves in that regard and it's like with those particular situations why would i ever think that far beyond myself
0: It's like what you said earlier on in our discussion. It's the willingness to accept the consequences that comes afterwards that has folks, you know, do what they need to do for the sake of the ones affected by the misdeed. And that's something that we unfortunately have – we have penalized far more over the past couple decades and I think that is a serious problem because in the act of in the idea that we need to be uh, more supportive of one another, we have essentially isolated ourselves and left us to our own devices at the mercy of the offending parties.
1: And it's that's a byproduct of society as it is now the majority of the things that we do and that we've done more publicly have become less and less. So, so what you've end up, when you end up having and what ends up happening is any interaction with the outside world, especially because of COVID, that's definitely been a major catalyst of late with regards to moving around in in public spaces, being much more restricted and frowned upon by you know the people who aren't who aren't going out and doing things as it were it's created this it's definitely sealed in the the fate of any for any would-be good do-gooder with regards to that kind of stuff because why were you out there in the first place why are you doing anything with this we're in the middle of the pandemic but if you even go back two years That we, you know, with all the other stuff that has, with all the other technology that's been going forward, just being out in public has been less and less necessary. Anything that we want is literally at our fingertips now. So going out and doing things is starting to be viewed, at least in part, as antiquated. Why'd you go out to the store when you could have gotten curbside delivery, or Peapod, or any of the other grocery delivery services that exist? You know, why would you go out and go to a, a big box store to buy that when you can go on Amazon and get it for you know, possibly cheaper and get it quicker and without having to worry about it? Why do this? Well, why have any why do anything with the, with the real world when you can sit in your home and huddle like a terrified lemur expecting the world to crumble
0: around you? Like that, that's the level of discourse. Well, personally i have to go to work so i have no choice but the bigger but when it comes to the other things such as service online services one i despise amazon and i try to minimize my use of it as much as possible two i'm a cheapskate so i'm not going to be paying for i'm paying additional fees additional delivery charges to have my food and groceries brought over when I can just go, when I already have to go to work anyway, and buy the food while I'm on my way back home anyway.
1: Well, that's because you have common sense. How dare
0: you? I know, right? It's almost as if, though, we're supposed to be an extinct breed. Trust me, we are an almost extinct breed. We're definitely endangered. How freaking depressing! Maybe that's going to have to compel me in order compel me to have a child.
1: I mean, <laughs> if that's going to be your motivation, I certainly wouldn't call it the most uh, selfish reason to do it.
0: Here, child, I have brought you upon this accursed world so that you can no, so that you can try and live it, live through it. What's the point? He's already learning.
1: Dang it. <laughs> Right out the gate, how fantastic! But but, but its it's practicality has kind of been tossed out the window in favor of convenience and bargain hunting, thrifting. That kind of stuff is either viewed as a novelty or as something that you do when you're quote unquote slumming it. So when you have that kind of thing, it's definitely again, these are things that are are viewed as. Are starting to be viewed more and more as taboo, especially as we become more insular. Definitely, we're definitely getting a larger influx of introverted people who have you know, who have a, who have m- 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 uh, greater speaking voices um, on in, in the town square, which is kind of a weird oxymoron to look at. You figure those people would not want to go out and talk to people, but the internet has given them a layer of you know fiber optics and a screen that they can hide behind while still throw, throwing invectives, etc. So it's kind of weird to look at the dichotomy there.
0: Uh, fair enough. In the ironic, in the ironic sense, the pursuit of uh, common courtesy and respect actually dies upon the uh, the participation of the social media web. Oh, very much so. And that's just. A, and if you look at the evolution there,
1: it's it's one of a it's a it's because. The differing, uh, I guess, institutions that were there to teach um, <clears throat> that were there to teach those, those generations of people who had access to internet and technology, millennials, uh, Gen Z, that kind of stuff, they definitely didn't have the, the correct parameters, and there was a lot of detachment with that. So a lot of people who grew, Social on one platform were stunted on another, especially people when it comes to real life and I think that's one of the major sad points in that and it's and it and it go overall when it comes to that kind of stuff because our, our morals are de- very much learned they're learned from experience and they're learned from uh, from our elders and if your elders aren't teaching you how to how to give common courtesy to other people you're going to view common courtesy as something that is very much a you know, a venomous thing because it involves interacting with other people and thereby, by extension, I- interacting with anybody would be viewed as a terrifying endeavor.
0: That's actually a fair point. I didn't even realize that.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that, is, that is definitely a sad point.
0: But what are you going to do? Well one thing not succumb to the toxicity and cesspool that is modern social media. That's for sure. But I think we've gotten much of, well, I think we've gotten much out of this drink just as much, just as well as we all. This one do. kind of
1: went all over the place, but honestly it, it, it's a bar talk. I have no expectation with us staying on cue Q, on, on Q when it comes to that kind of stuff. So meh, we talked, we had We had our drink. I feel. I feel much wiser for for the imbibement. Imbi-
0: imbi- I am drunk with wisdom, and that's what's the whole point of this conversation. But yes, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us this evening. Thank you for listening in to the Captain Mediocre's Haunted Tiki Bar. We are humbled that you have given us your time to listen to us discuss things. If you would like to hear more from us, you'd like to see more from us, uh, I have personally a account on Twitter under the name of Ragnarok Knight. My co-host here also has an account on Twitter as well. He goes under the name of Punk Toast. We also have a Facebook page under the name of Captain Mediocre's Haunted Tiki Bar, if you would like to uh, check that out for updates on when we have our sessions.
1: We also have our voicemail link in the show notes. We will be having voicemails read during the course of our records going forward, as long as there are voicemails to be re- to be listened to. Um Any further inquiries on that, uh, do feel free to PM either of us on Twitter, or you can go through the actual Facebook page to ask us any queries as well. Thank you so much to all of you. Safe travels to you all. Cast off, friends.